This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslow, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslow is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslow just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. 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 I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin, hosing down the chosen. Get him off my porch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get him out the garden hose. And Caldwell Tanner. <laughs> Beverly Togold the Fifth, your bag and bubble boy. Oh. <laughs> You're not in the bag yet. Not yet. Not yet, but let's hope. <laughs> the boy's not out of the bag. All right, y'all ready for crits? Let's get into our recap. Woo. Last week, you guys completed your quest in the Elemental Chaos, defeating Big Fire Daddy and all his children. Beverly earned the favor of the Fire Titan and can now call upon his power in his time of need. You guys then broke from your trance and found yourself back in the Crick. You heard a commotion over at the Speaking Stump where you found a group of Chosen attempting to convert Crick and bring them back to Galateron. Yipes. The leader, a priest named Brother Albrecht, used a scroll that allowed him to seemingly cure Cooter of his crick rot. Y'all, we gotta try to go through their stuff, see if they got any more scrolls in there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. The Crick Elves were impressed by this display, but Moonshine gave an impassioned speech, urging her people not to abandon the Crick or trust the Chosen. It was agreed that Moonshine would have one week to cure Crick Rot. Oh, my lord. After which, whoever wanted to leave with the Chosen may do so. And good riddance. If you <laughs> yeah. don't leave the Crick for the Chosen, we don't want you. Just kidding. I love y'all. <laughs> you got one week or they're going to turn the Crick into an amusement park. Oh, no. You, you guys were then so mad and had a, a tense private conversation with Brother Albrecht and his Chosen Knight escorts. Seeing as he was now an official representative of Galateron, you couldn't attack him without endangering the Crick. So through gritted teeth, Moonshine offered to let them stay in her stump while they wait out the one week time limit. Oh. Uh, Oh, yeah, I owe them breakfast, don't I? Mm. It's an Airbnb mm. stump. 
<laughs> just, you know what? Just heat up some egos. Uh, you informed Meemaw about what was going on with The Chosen. You formulated a plan to start a whisper campaign and let the Crick Elves know about Maribel and your plan to head into the fog without tipping off The Chosen. It was decided that Moonshine and Meemaw would head to the Grandma Tree to inform the Elder and Sick Cricks, while Beverly would inform the Youngins and Hard One and Balnor would keep an eye on The Chosen in Moonshine's stump. As you all left to complete your tasks, Meemaw asked for a word with Moonshine oh, and revealed no. to Moonshine that she herself is suffering from crick rot and that's where you are now. So Beverly, Hardwon, and Balnor have all gone off uh, to their separate tasks and Moonshine, you are in Meemaw's stump with Meemaw and Mawmaw uh, most of the activity today happened in the late morning slash early afternoon, so it's starting to get into the late afternoon, early evening. Moonshine, you did cast Pass Without Trace on these other guys, right, before they left? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've been Thank casting you. that left and right. <laughs> Ooh. Also, yeah, we're going to need that if we're going to upper deck that toilet. Uh, no. <laughs> can, I, can I specifically cast Pass Without Trace on Balnor's butthole? Yeah, but not Pass Without <laughs> Scent because you're going to want it to stink up your, your stump. Please cast Ass Without Trace. <laughs> ass Without Trace, please. Absolutely disgusting. Um. Yeah, I did. I would like to say that right now I'm probably just like overcompensating because I know I just found out that Mima's sick, so I'm kind of like doing that like overprotective child thing where I'm like, do you need anything? Can I whip you up some food, some tea? Oh, I'm fine. I mean, it's... Mima, please, let me... I, I can rub your feet. I mean, it's minor right now. Sure, in, you know, a few weeks, maybe a month, I'll be attacking and killing folks and I'm pretty strong, so please. it'll be bad. But for now, I'm okay, young, and I'm okay. I'm more concerned about you. You're going into that fog, baby. Mima, think about yourself. Oh, you, you're, you are so hospitable. This is why I, you got Crick Rock, because you never think about yourself. You know what? You're absolutely right. Do these right. people really deserve the death of you? I am willing to die for these people. These are my people, the Crick Hills, okay? I will have a spa day as soon as we cure Crick Rock. <laughs> I promise I will um, make time for self-care. You and I, me, we're going to go get a Manny Petty. <laughs> me, Beverly, and Harwan will be there. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll get some mud baths. We'll get that Ooh, good dirt. We'll get we some of that good dirt. Day. I'm not here, but I just, we yeah. love a spa day. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on report sports being like, spa day? Someone say spa day? Yeah, I report sports everyone. We're getting a little far, far away. It's just coming in spa. <laughs> So it's a spa? spa? Can I essentially huh. report spores them an evite to a spa day? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm like, awesome. Balnar's like, what is it? Um, nothing. <laughs> Balnar's not invited to the uh, report spores. We'll see if he, how his upper deck goes. Balnar's oh, got to earn it. <laughs> Balnar the bar- bacterial. So uh, Mima says, uh, well, uh, should we get going over to the grandma tree? Yeah, I suppose we should. All right, Mama, Papa, why don't you go ahead and gather up the old folks circle? And Mama goes, yes, of course. Come, my little scramble man. Uh, and they both <laughs> scamper off. Oh, you know, Mima, uh, this revelation about you being sick really hurts my heart. But seeing my little scramble boy become a scramble man. They grow up so fast, I'm telling you. It's a nice thing. It's a, it's a little blessing. Yeah. And did you know that uh, since Papa's bonded to you, he'll stay alive as long as you stay alive? Mama's hundreds of years old. She's much older than you. Oh, really? Yeah. He's going to stay alive as long as I stay alive? Well, I mean, he could be killed. That like, feels natural like causes. a threat. <laughs> that feels like a threat. That almost feels like I mean, you tell me you gotta stay well, alive. Well, look out, look out for yourself. So if I'm, if I am to die, Papa is going to die. Right now, he is a little baby boy. Okay, he's, he's okay. okay. But if I let's say wandered into a fire, and <laughs> when you are like seventy-five years old, that might be bad for your possum. Yeah. 
Oh, you, you got there is too much <laughs> on my that. shoulders these days, Mima. But you know what? I'm making it about me. Uh, come here. Let me rub some lotion on your scabs. <laughs> I would actually really appreciate that. They do get quite itchy. <laughs> cool. So you guys leave Mima's stump. Old Cobb's out there waiting because he didn't really have a job. So he figured he would just go with the other Crick Elves. <laughs> hey, uh, I, st- I stood at uh, enough of a distance that I couldn't hear what was going Did on. Did Old Cobb find out about how she had a Crick Rot? No, he was. Like, oh, I'm going to gonna hide it from him. It's too devastating. No one needs to know that but me. Old Cobb looks at Mima and he goes, you know... As as an old man, I've I've seen a lot of my friends die and everything, and I'm just glad you're happy and healthy, Mima. It's really good to see you, Jolene. I, I bite my fist like a cartoon character. <laughs> Sweet pea. And Mima goes, "Oh yeah, it's so good to have you back, old Cobb. You know, old friends, huh? Not too many of us around anymore, huh?" Uh, so you guys head over to the grandma tree, uh, which of course is this giant, ancient, hollowed-out tree. There is a big pelt hanging in the doorway as a curtain. What kind of animal? A cow. Mm-mm. It's always cowhide. Does it does it kind of match my vest? Yes, it does. Whoa. They don't. I, I stand near it just so like people kind of notice. Uh, you see, Mima goes. I would comment on how you match the. <laughs> The curtain, but do you mm. have you thought about maybe why we have a curtain up? We usually don't have a curtain up. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, you haven't been in here yet, have I'm you? I'm sorry. I've been traveling and I've been learning privacy is like a thing that other people do, and so it's I guess kind of becoming normal to me. But I forgot that we don't usually do these pelts up. Yeah, well, young and the grandma tree ain't as nice as it used to be. She <gasps> pulls back the curtain, and behind it is a very sad scene. Now, normally the grandma tree feels like this giant cozy lodge with an incredibly high ceiling, like a big tower. Uh, There are ladders and walkways to the different levels throughout, but right now it's full of sick Crick Elves. You hear the echoes of coughing, you hear moans of pain. There are these makeshift beds and cots everywhere with dozens and dozens and dozens of cursed elves being tended to. Uh, And you hear above you on one of the upper levels, angry screams, get off me, I'll kill you, I'll kill you all. Um, and you hear like the sounds of chains, like they're trying to chain somebody up who has an advanced case. Uh, but down here on the bottom level, uh, nobody's violent or anything. Everybody's just sick. Uh, you actually see Cooter. Cooter's already back to work uh, after being cured. He's holding a cold compress to somebody's head. And you see other volunteer helpers walking around checking on people. Uh, but the mood actually seems a little bit upbeat. You hear people around chatting. You hear that there's a cure? I, I hadn't thought about living in the city well i i don't know i don't want to leave the crick but we gotta accept you know the the crick ain't what it used to be when we were young and so that's right ain't what it used to be nothing's what it used to be you know y'all we can just keep hopping from place to place whoever promises us something or we can make our home better uh you see one of the sick cricks looks up and goes hey moonshine didn't you leave the crick <laughs> yes for y'all you left it for us yes y'all know something ain't been right at the crick Something to miss at the crick. <laughs> you hear just a bunch what? of people being like, mm-hmm, some ain't been right. Everybody's yeah. just muttering amongst themselves, some ain't right, some's a miss. Yeah, and so I took my butt out there to find a way to fix this, and then all y'all want to bail on it. Oh, you know what? Y'all, I think we need to sing along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you want to sing? I'm, 
I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, maybe we don't even need to sing along. I'll just whip out New Betsy, <laughs> and I just play a real sad song. Oh. <laughs> you see all the critics start crying. <laughs> Why are you making us? This is making me think about dying. You see this dude with scabs all over him. This is making me mad. This is making me real mad. Okay. Somebody else holds him down and starts trying to calm him okay, down. Okay, y'all, do you remember that crawfish boil? A couple years back, we all got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're going to need to be more specific, Moonshine. There were a lot of those. Yeah, the one that was real bad. Oh, the bad one. The bad yeah. daddies, he called them. <laughs> we used those undead crawfish, and everyone got real sick. Oh, yeah. And we all thought that it was going to be, oh, we can't fix this ever. We're all going to be shitting and vomiting and for the rest of our lives. Yeah, but... that was pretty bad. A dude's arm falls off. Uh, oh, no. You know, this analogy, I turned to Mima. I don't know how to talk to these people. Um, Mima goes, we were going to make an announcement to everybody. We can just tell them the truth. Oh, and God, yeah. I forgot. I just panicked because everyone started talking shit about the crick. Sweetheart, they're not talking shit about the crick. They're scared. They're sick. Look at these people. Mima, just for a day with your patience. I just... Hey, that's why I'm the Mima. I know. You don't, I know. Get to, you don't get to be 325 years old without learning a little patience. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I take a deep breath and I, I say, you know what? We got to start over. And I exit, and then I walk back in. <laughs> you walk back in, and uh, Mama and Papa show up at the same time with the old folk circle. Uh, and you walk back in with this whole little entourage, and you hear the smattering of applause. Oh, wow. Oh, she, wow, that was quick. <laughs> she came out with a little entourage. She got people. <laughs> like a wedding entrance? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, should we do this, Mima? I, th- I think there's there's no better time than now. You know what? All right. Uh, Ma- Mama, why don't you poke your head outside and make sure none of them chosen are sniffing around? Mm. Mama goes, yes, mother. Uh, and she scrambles out. She's she's scramblier than Papa as, Papa, as like articulate know. and everything that she is. She's just like scrambling on the floor, slipping around as she uh, runs out. All right, y'all. I'm very sorry that I have been letting my emotions get the best of me and I've been acting quite contentious with you, my best friends, my people, but... We all got to have a little chit-chat. What do you want to chat about, Moonshine? We know what's causing Crick Rot. You hear a collective gasp. (gasps) And then you hear from upstairs, what? What's everybody talking about? (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Let me raise my voice. We know what's causing Crick Rot. (gasps) You hear echoes from upstairs of people (laughs) gasping. People from above on the different levels all poke their heads out, and you have this rapt audience uh, of these people sticking their heads out all throughout the tree. Most of y'all are probably too young to know, but Mima had a sister. Her name was Maribel. Some of y'all might recognize that name. You see some of the older cricks kind of lower their heads and, like, look away and look worried. Like, they know kind of not to talk about Maribel. Let's just say she made some unsavory friendships, she struck a few unsavory deals, and now she's using them powers and them abilities on us to take out some kind of revenge. She's in the fog, and me and my two friends, who I know y'all like, can I get? Can I hear it for Beverly and Hardwall? Yeah, they're good. They're cool. <laughs> and you hear one guy whose arm just fell off. I didn't get to meet him. I've been in the tree. <laughs> uh, we're going into the fog tomorrow. We're finding Maribel, and we are putting an end to Crick Rot. The Crick Elves are all, like, very serious now. 
and nobody's like hollering or clapping or anything like that. Everybody's just kind of solemnly nodding. And then you see this youngin uh, who's got this really bad crick rot uh, looks up from his bed and goes, well, I believe in you, Moonshine. I think you can do it. And then you hear another person go, yeah, Moonshine's strong. She's one of the best druids we have. And you hear somebody else go, she's just as strong as me, Ma. She's going to be able to do it. And you hear these echoes of uh, people. I'm going to say, y'all, I don't need y'all to believe in me. I need y'all to believe in yourselves right now. And I just, y'all, I just need you to believe in a cure. Keep all that positive energy for yourself and just get through the next week. And uh, Meemaw goes, and obviously nobody says a word about this to those chosen folk because they they may not have the best intentions. Don't trust anybody that wants to take you out of the crick right now. I was in Galateron during their civil war and their means are not honorable. And you see uh, Cooter nods and he goes, yeah, they, they cured me, but just because somebody helps you out doesn't necessarily mean they always have the best intentions. Some people are manipulative. Yeah, think about all those gnomes riding on the outskirts of this of this crick. Yeah, there are a lot of traveling wizards that come through, and you know what? A lot of times, they don't mean what they say. No. They got sleeves full of tricks. <laughs> I'm going to take Mima aside for one second and just say... You know, Mima, I always thought that I would follow in your footsteps and sort of become the Mima someday, but I don't think I'm fu- I don't think I'm cut out for this political stuff. Moonshine, you make your own way. Yeah, I think my way ain't your way. You gotta be your own druid. I, uh, you can help your people in your way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I think we gotta be grooming another leader. <laughs> You know, Mama's quite ambitious. <laughs> Maybe first ever possum, Mima. Oh, I like that. That would be big. That would be really big. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, just outside, uh, Beverly is near this big bonfire. Beverly's probably been nervously watching the Crick Elf youngins uh, running around Ooh. playing. So Beverly, you see uh, a bunch of youngins playing. They have a Another giant stick that's on fire. There's a few Crick Bullywugs and a few Crick Elf Youngins uh, just running around playing. Let's play Chosen versus Bad Guys. I'll be the Chosen. You be the bad guy. Oh, that's oh, reductive, that's but I, I, I can understand how you draw that conclusion. What um, are you saying, kid? Um, how about we all play another game? What? You want to play Fire Stick? Uh, no, I think that... You get the Fire Stick! Oh! They throw the giant Fire Stick to you. I'm resistant. Now try to hit us! Uh, actually, you know what? Since I'm resistant to fire now, can I, like, grab it by the fiery end and try to impress them? Yes, okay. definitely. Okay. You're able to kind of grimace, but still fucking hang on to this burning branch, and all the kids go, What? That's... You're crazy, kid! <laughs> How'd you do that? Guess I got a little bit of that crit crazy in me after How'd all. How'd you touch that fire? Uh, I've got some cool friends that taught me how to do it. Uh, suddenly you hear adult Petrie approaching from behind you. Youngin, what are you doing grabbing fire? You you hold it from the non-fire end of the stick. <laughs> now get in the timeout bag. And he grabs Beverly and he puts <laughs> oh, it in the no. bag. Get in the bag. There's already a crick bullywug in there. Uh, you feel frog lips <laughs> trying to kiss you. I shout... If you want to learn how to do it, get in the timeout bag. <laughs> yeah, we want to get in the timeout bag. You see all of these youngins start piling in, and Peachy's just like, hey, 
Hey, get back! Get back! <laughs> this is for the kids that are in timeout! You're supposed to be good kids! It's time for Severly Minutes with Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beverly, you're in there with all of these youngins. They all pile into the bag with you. Petrie falls over. He is sufficiently crushed by this bag full of, like, ten kids. Wonderful. All right, we're all in the fort. I've got okay. some... I have some important information to share with you. Can I trust you? Oh, yeah. All right. You're the fire leader. Yes. And as your fire daddy, you need to listen to me. There's some important information I need to tell you about the Chosen. And specifically about Crickrod. Now, I know that maybe some of your, your parents and your relatives and your, uh, your, well, you might think that you're, you're, I don't know if you even know who your dad is, but like all the, you know, like father figures and mother, mother figures around here, they might not have been telling you the whole story. You see, and I guess since we've talked about this already, I kind of repeat everything that uh, Moonshine has said. Cool. Give me, go ahead and give me a uh, persuasion check uh, with advantage. Ooh. All right. uh, 19 plus uh, persuasion is seven. So amazing. 26. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So you see these kids are super wrapped up in this story and they're just pumped to be involved and to kind of know what's going on. And also it's an awesome story. Like, I don't know who wrote this or like (laughs) how this narrative got so fucking dope, but these kids are enthralled and they go, so those, so those chosen guys are here to trick us. That's right. We should go kill them, right? No, I've got a better idea. Okay. Now, when I first got here, I tried to enlist you in the green teens. But now I realize that Crick Kids are a little different, and I think we need to start a new organization. How would you feel about joining the Cricketeers? The Cricketeers? Well, then you gotta be a Crick Elf to be in the Cricketeers! That's right. Can I be an honorary Crick Elf? Yeah! (laughs) You see all of the kids just, uh, they wrestle you out of the bag, and they all hold you down, and they they bend your ears and start tying, like, twit, like, strings around your ears to make them pointed so you look like an elf. Okay. And it's super painful, but also cute and endearing. (laughs) Now, Uh, as they make you this makeshift elf ears. Now, here's the thing about me. I'm not always the best at pranks, but you, Cricketeers, you know how to prank. That's right. And what you need to do is to watch out for all the adults and the older folk around here, but also when nobody's looking, just prank those chosen something fierce. <laughs> you got it. We'll hit them with the fire stick. I'm going to do what you did. <laughs> Maybe you a one little of them more puts, subtle. <laughs> one of them puts their hands in the fire. <laughs> You're not ready to be a fire daddy. Ah, oh, not yet. That's not the yet. final test. Someday. 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 <laughs> I'm relying on all of you to keep this side of the crick safe while we're away because we're going into the fog because we're going to try and find Maribel and we're going to put it into this crick rot and then the Chosen won't even need to be here. But I want you to make the Chosen stay as unpleasant as possible while we're gone. You got it. We're going to go up for deck their toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you see a bunch of the youngins uh, go and run off. <sighs> Melora Speed. <laughs> cool. Uh, oh, I'm glad you didn't cheat on uh, Erlen in there, back. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Your I just, lips were moving so fast chatting, you know? I, I observed as they all had a smooch orgy. I was, <laughs> I was just kind of like the um, the, the madam. Like, give you some ideas. Some yeah. kissing techniques. Precisely. That's Ooh. one of the, yeah, that's definitely one of the cricketeer badges is smooching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Hard One and Balnor, you guys sneak it up to Moonshine Stump? Yeah, we're going to we're gonna sneak up and just okay. case the joint. So... As you approach, you're around a bunch of other Crick Elves and everything, so you guys aren't super noticeable. First off, are you going to keep your plate armor on, or are you going to take it off? Because you're going to have disadvantage on stealth if you if you keep it on. I shall take it off. You go you full take nude. take it off. 
Cool. Whoa. You're Bare just chest. in. You're in your normal clothes. You've got AC uh, 17 now because you got the plus one from your naturally thick skin now. That's right. the Put all of the your stealth rolls. You got plus 10. Ooh. And you got plus 10. So go ahead as you approach Moonshine Stump. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll to kind of hide off to the side. 26. That is a good roll. Now I'm going to roll for Balnor. Come on, Balnor. Oh, hell yeah. He did great. He got a 25. Balnor. <laughs> you see Balnor slips into the shadows like an yeah. old cat burglar. <laughs> this is like when I would sneak downstairs to get a turkey sandwich out of the fridge <laughs> to not wake my wife. Balnor, do you remember, do you remember something from your past? He has a thousand yard stare. <laughs> I had a wife. I had turkey. <laughs> I had a sandwich. <laughs> Uh, all right, later, later for this bell. <laughs> Wait, no, it was a turkey sandwich. It had mayo on it. Uh, so you see Moonshine Stump. Uh, there are a few windows. You can see the light on inside uh, from a fire, and you can smell plain oatmeal being boiled. Uh, there's no door because with Crick Stumps, you enter from above through a little hatch. Mm. So there's actually one chosen knight sitting on top of the stump, acting as a guard, uh, but he looks pretty bored. It doesn't look like he takes the Crick Elves very seriously. Let me go ahead and do a roll and see how his perception is. Not nearly good enough to see you guys. So how do you kind of want to approach? Do you want to just, do you want to like peek in the window or do you want to be next to the window so you can hear stuff or what? Um, I think we want to sidle up on either side of the window, crouching, it's, and just listen for right now. Okay. Balnor and Hard One get up to one of the windows, and you guys are just hiding underneath it. So you guys haven't seen anything yet. Uh, but you hear a male voice go, Brother, is it really necessary that we stay for a whole week? This place is disgusting. Uh, and you hear Brother Albrecht goes, We have to earn their trust. They don't want to leave, so we shouldn't make them. This way, it looks like it was their idea. Now, the Crick Elves have been long overlooked. There are many potential followers of the light here. Can you imagine? With the proper training, the Allah could have thousands of soldiers. And suddenly, as you're sitting there uh, listening to these guys, you see a bunch of Crick youngins running towards Moonshine Stump. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. Both comes up, stop. <laughs> I'm mouthing stop. You're mouthing stop and holding your hands out? Okay. <laughs> you guys are probably tucked away to the side a little bit, so I'm going to see. Can, can I do it, a reverse force force to be like, hey, a hard one, just a heads up. <laughs> you guys are too far apart for okay. a reverse force. So the Crick Youngins are running towards Moonshine Stump. They got a five on their perception check, so they do not see hard one or anything weird <laughs> as these youngins run up. And you see a bunch of them start banging on the door. <laughs> hey, Mr. Chosen. Hey, we want to say hi to you. We want your autograph. And uh, as you're walking away, you hear one of these chosen guys go, oh, I guess. Oh, fine. Let's answer the door and tell them to go away. You see, they all uh, turn to go <laughs> by, and uh, a couple of the cr- crick youngins like start jumping in the windows. You see, the guy on top of the stump goes, "Hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, you can't go in there!" And you hear like, "I'll get to the toilet. Get to the toilet." They open the door. You see them just throwing these kids out. Hey, hey, get away! Put your pants on. Hey, do not defecate in here. Do not defecate in here. And they start throwing all these people around. Cricket tears for life. <laughs> There's just this 
crazy cacophony of screams <laughs> as uh, these youngins attempt to not so subtly upper deck the toilet, uh, but they're quickly thrown out of the stump. And you also see one of the chosen knights uh, during all of this is holding a bag and takes off walking uh, into the woods. But you see the rest of them uh, go back into the stump. Holding a bag? Exquise me. <laughs> I'm going to follow him. What do you, what do you think's in that bag? <laughs> think there's any sandwiches in there? Or think they got any of that oatmeal with them? Yeah, Balnor, let's pretend that there's oatmeal in the bag, and that'll keep you focused, right? <laughs> we might not... He smiles devilishly. We might not have to pretend, brother. <laughs> That's right. There is plain oatmeal in that bag, Balnor. We Let's can, go get it. We can only hope, man. <laughs> Me and Balnor do an elaborate secret handshake. <laughs> go ahead and give me another stealth check as you follow this one chosen knight into the woods. Uh, that was the 22. Cool. So you and Balnor are able to sneak up. Uh, this knight goes into the woods. And you find like a nice bush that you guys can hide behind and you watch this person and you see they put their bag down, they take their helm off and it's a woman Um, and she's got long brown hair and brown eyes. She's like six feet tall. She's very tall for a woman. Um, and you see her take out like camping supplies. Like she takes out uh, a tent and she starts hammering a stake into the ground Uh, And as she's doing it, you see she slips up and she hits her thumb and you see her eyes go from brown to yellow. And she goes, damn it, fucking shit, dude, fuck. And then her (laughs) eyes go back to brown and she goes, praise the light, praise the light. The yellow keep me, the yellow keep me. And then she goes back to uh, knocking the uh, spikes into the ground. That wasn't normal, was it, Baldor? Kind of strange. Her eyes turned yellow. Thinks you got some bad oatmeal, or <laughs> when do you think they're going to take out? Frankly, you... you're discussing the oatmeal a little too much. <laughs> I just figured they were making it inside the stump. She wouldn't. You'd think she'd bring some. I give with Balnora her. crawfish here if you're hungry. Oh. The best part's the brown. <laughs> uh, let's and let's keep on watching her. She starts putting the tent up. I'm going to have her do another. Perception check to try to find you. She rolls very poorly. You see her finish setting up the tent. And then you see her go inside the tent. And you hear chewing. She's got oatmeal in there, <laughs> bro. What what it sounds like a, a, a meaty chew for oatmeal. Really? You Could be steel cut. <laughs> I think, so you think it's more than oatmeal that she's eating? I mean, listen to those. Listen to those smacks. <laughs> you think it's a sandwich? In you don't there, need Baldor? to chew oatmeal, brother. <laughs> you just slurp it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just slurp it right up. Uh, is the flap of her tent closed, or can we try to? Flap clear of in? her tent is closed. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna go over there and open it up. <laughs> You're just gonna walk right into the tent. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and say, "Hey, I noticed you. Uh, you left. You left. Uh, you left town." Okay, so as you poke your head in, you see she quickly lowers whatever she was eating. She turns to you. She's got the yellow eyes again, and she goes, What's your deal, man? You want to go? You want to go, dude? No, not at all. Just (laughs) She instantly snaps out of it. Uh, Her eyes are brown again. You see she uses her hand to cover her eyes, and she goes, "Uh, uh, What are you you doing here? Well, I just, I saw that you were, uh, you left 
the stump, and I just wanted to warn you, those youngins were upper deck in your toilet. Uh, I just thought it was the friendly thing to do. I appreciate you uh, telling me that. Thank yep. you for the report. Uh, but judging from our uh, conversation earlier, I think that maybe we're not on the same side. So I'd be more comfortable if you were to... No, we're not, we're not on the same side, but you know, nobody wants to have their... Their toilet upper decked. <laughs> I just figure we need, we we want it to be on even playing ground. Falnor pokes his head in. Yeah, and the last thing you want is to be eating oatmeal and you smell a smelly dump <laughs> coming from the top of your toilet of all places. Yep. This is Balnor the Brave. Have you met? How you doing? Uh, yes, we, we we were we were all there before. Uh, do you have any oatmeal? There's there's Balnor is weary. <laughs> he is hungry. <laughs> Listen, I, I really can't be seen with you. Of course. All right. Well, carry on. Uh, I assume you're sleeping here tonight for some reason. Uh, the Chosen aren't comfortable with, you know, uh, women being in the same area as them when they're sleeping. We're very religious. Awesome. Sounds like cool dudes to me. <laughs> they're, they're really good. I, I, I like them. I, I have much respect for uh, uh, Brother Albrecht and, and, and all of these guys. Brother Aldick, you said? I would never say that. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, carry on. Uh, namaste. Uh, I honor you. Cheerio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, me and Balnor go back to okay. camp. Balnor and Hardwon uh, exit. And I'm, I'm assuming you guys kind of all can meet around like the fire by like the grandma tree. Yeah. yeah. Time to regroup. Hey guys, I saw something weird with Balnor. Oh yeah? Uh, we were spying on this chosen knight and she kind of, her eyes turned yellow and she seemed like she was insane for a spell. Then she was normal again. Huh. huh. Thoughts on that? Mima? Sound familiar at all? I, I don't, I mean, there are many curses and she could have a demon in her. Always What's a possibility. The What's the moon cycle like right now? I think it's it's getting pretty close to the full moon. I think it's a uh, waxing gibbous moon. <laughs> oh, waxing gibbous. I'm Gotta saying be. if we're so, dealing with some sort of lupine lass. Mm-hmm. You think it's Maribel? No. Yeah. Maribel? Oh, I was thinking maybe it was some kind of werewolf. Oh, you thought she was a werewolf? I don't know. For I thought maybe are... she was being controlled by Theala. Oh, that's also a possibility. Mm, I don't know. Lycanthropy isn't really Theala's bag, from from my understanding. But it might not be lycanthropy. I'm just saying. Oh, if the, you know, if it's getting to be a full moon and mm-hmm. her and her her emotions and rage are going crazy. She was definitely enraged. Yeah. You see, Mima says, "Is this something we should be concerned about?" Yeah, I think so. She's going to be camping out around the creek. Probably worth keeping an eye on. And the the kids are definitely drawing their ire just a little bit. <laughs> well, where would they get know. the... We got to put those kids in the timeout bag. I don't know where they would get the idea to... I think they get Mima. the ideas in the timeout That's bag, That's what I was going to say, Mima. It's kind of a know. breeding ground. Yeah. Literally a breeding ground. Right. <laughs> we got to change, though. You know what? We've been raising our kids same way for seven, eight hundred years. They're just a bunch of little bags. A few individual timeout bags. Individual timeout bags. If you need some lessons on how to discipline children, I I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a encyclopedia's worth of knowledge from my own personal history. <laughs> Nothing like installing a, a nice hard work ethic in the kids. <laughs> That'll keep on the straight and narrow. Yeah, that's right. You know, with my Bobby, and you see what? Balnor looks off. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Bobby? Balnor, you are remembering a lot of stuff today. You get hit. Uh, I don't. Balnor is just Hank I just, Hill. I smelled. 
I smelled oatmeal, and suddenly so many things came back to me. Smell is one of your strongest senses. It's tied to your memory. Yeah. I start um, wa- I start wafting stuff at him to see if it triggers any memories. <laughs> he just barfs a little bit. Oh, sorry. Oh, y'all. Do I see any berry bushes nearby? Uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, roll, roll like a nature for, check. Okay. Seven. Seven. Yeah, there are some like real bright red berries. <laughs> well, I'm going to cast a spell on them, so I don't think it matters if they're poisonous. <laughs> okay. I grab ten berries and I cast good berry on them. Okay. Uh, Hell yeah. So these for 24 hours, we can pop one of these in our own mouths or in someone else's for one hit point. I'm divvying them up, so everyone take two. Everyone mm-hmm. take two. If, you know, if, if one of us goes down, at least we can shove a berry in each other's mouths. Nice. Endure the hit. Yeah. I love it. For the next 24 hours. Mm. I'm, I'm accidentally almost popping in my mouth. I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Beverly thinks Just it's a oatmeal plain until tomorrow, Balmore. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks so good. Oh, you throw a strawberry in that oatmeal. <laughs> Actually, I have double strawberry. <laughs> I'm going to hang on to this. Balnor eats it. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe that has some sort of magic healing. Mima, is there anything else that we can do for you? There's nothing you can do for me. Y'all are the ones who are going into the fog tomorrow. So do you guys just do what you need to do to prepare? Um, I do have one request. We have a bit of a tradition before we go into battle. We like to sleep in one big bed together. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be able to accommodate us? Absolutely. I got a big enough bed for y'all. One big stump. One big stump. One big stump. One big stump. Oh, where are we going to find one big stump in the fog? <laughs> so you guys go back to Mima's stump. So before we go to bed, I'm going to wild shape into a wolf and go to the outskirts of town where that woman uh, set up camp. Yes. And then go and smell if she smells like, if she smells like a familiar scent like another wolf to me okay moonshine wild shapes into a wolf uh but a male wolf with a huge dick (laughs) right do you have do you have so red do you have pass without trace on yourself right now yeah okay uh go ahead and roll a stealth roll wait can my wolf be wearing my uh my leaf boots on his back too (laughs) no <laughs> Absolutely not. What about hanging him around his neck? No. What about little so booties? I don't get my advantage? <laughs> you don't get your advantage, no. 19. 19. Okay. Is anyone else going, or is it just Moonshine going as a wolf? I think Moonshine, yeah, you can probably go alone. I well, well, I'm. I feel like we would walk sort of behind. She's going to go ahead. Yeah. Do and we'll, do, like, at her signal, be ready to help. Do a perimeter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much just going to go try and stealth up, get a... Big old nostril full, and then head back. Howl if you need us. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. As you get close, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Before she goes, I I scratch her ears for good luck. (laughs) You're a good boy (laughs) with a big old dick. I got got a 23. That wolf has big dick energy. (laughs) Can we also say that my wolf has a vicious V? (laughs) Your wolf has big dick energy. As you get near her tent... Mm Mm-hmm. You see her start to poke her head out and she's got these yellow eyes and she's looking around and you as a wolf can kind of smell that something's up. But do I smell, does she smell like another wolf? She smells like another wolf. Mm. All right. Okay, theory confirmed. Uh, head back. That bitch is a wolf. All right. What does that mean for us? <laughs> that means we can't go to sleep 
Probably. When this wolf's gonna wake up and terrorize the fucking crack. Yeah. Seems like we might need to Y'all, delay the fog trip just a bit. I don't want to kill her or anything like that, though. I mean, if she's facing a curse, my people are facing a curse. I don't want to... I'd like to just uh, help her through it. All Should right, we let's go up and uh, grapple that tent. Should we just go up to her and say, we know you're a werewolf. We know you don't want to hurt anyone. How can we help you? Sure. Yeah. Is that a wild plan? That's not terrible. Not our worst. We can kill her pretty easily if we need to. <laughs> okay. Well, we shouldn't do that because, again, a uh, civil war. We don't want that. Yeah, but we could hire a body for a day. Shh. Yeah, that's true. We could Bernie's it. Yeah. So should we bring some kind of olive branch or just walk over? Let's just well, walk over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What a wolf's like. We could bring her a collar. We could Is bring her demeaning? some, some that's meat. That's demeaning, yeah. I thought so. Okay. Do you, do you have any uh, any ham hocks, perhaps? A, a big chunk of meat? Yeah, we got ham hocks. Okay. Oh, yeah, go grab a ham hock. Grab I'm some sorry, from we the mostly salt. have fish around here. When mm. you said ham hock, I thought you meant flounder filet. <laughs> um. I don't know why you would make that mistake. But <laughs> understandable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah let's, let's just go, go and talk over. to her. Cool. As you get close to the tent, uh, you see she instantly uh, pops out. And you see she pulls out like a horn, like a war horn oh, to like okay. blow it like an alarm and she goes what are you doing here i already talked to our friend over here with the beard what is it with you people no need for Wait, horns sorry yeah um, no need for the horn okay. maybe we lay down our weapons yeah yeah we lay down our weapons mm-hmm. okay and we say we know what's going on we know that you don't want to hurt anyone we're here to ask you what do you need to support you while you go through this transition. What what transition? What are you talking about? I'm a, I'm a chosen of uh, Theala, and I'm here because I'm a woman, and because the religious guys can't be around and me at night because they're weird. That okay? is all super hot. They're weird. It is really sexy. That tracks. Trust me. But yeah. This all tracks, right? We saw... I'm a nymphomaniac, okay? I can't awesome. get enough of it. I love that. I love having sex. <laughs> and I, and dude, that and goes I've against had, my religion. I've had a ton of sex so that's on this why, trip. Yeah. I've gotten laid in that's every why, town that we go to. That's why you got to go away. Because I might I, I might try to dude, have sex so with you. I might so do sexy. it. I might I try. I saw your eyes go so yellow. You go. Yeah. I saw your eyes go yellow. I was thinking about Ma'am, it. Ma'am, your eyes were yellow. You're so, you're a fucking wolf. <laughs> yeah, we know you're a werewolf. As soon as you say that, you see her eyes go yellow, and she goes, "What? Who fucking told you? I'll kick his ass! I'll kick his ass!" Jesus, just really obvious. That's all. <laughs> she snaps out of it. Uh, I guess I guess it is. It is pretty obvious. Super I, obvious. I have a curse. Okay. Someday I'm going to meet Theala, and she's going to cure me. Is that why you joined the Chosen? Oh. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons that I joined the Chosen, but. I need to be in Theala's good graces. I'm sorry. You all seem like really nice people, but I have to do what I have to do. You all have to do what you have to do. We can't be friends. Well, we don't have to be enemies either. What's your name, ma'am? My name is Luna. Luna. Let me ask you a question. Little on the nose. (laughs) Let me ask you. Are you the type of person who waits for everything to be handed to you? No. Because me and my band of boobs right here, we've been walking around Bohemia, writing all these wrongs ourselves. We went to Esri, we went to Moonstone, we went to Galateron, and here we are at the Crick, ready to defend our people and to make to be the change we wish to see in the world. Oh my, but that is you, such a good quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. I came up with it I saw it on a pillow in your house. 
Oh, I yeah. can't read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pillow said mo. <laughs> <laughs> but here you are just camping in the woods, not not able to help yourself. Hey, not even you can't even get yourself laid out here, and I know how much you love it. I'm not actually a nymphomaniac. That was an excuse, <laughs> right. because, but now you know I'm a werewolf. I'm not a, I'm I'm not not a, a nymph either, man. I like, I'm look, I'm not... I kissed a bird, okay? <laughs> I kissed a fucking bird in you Esri. A, it's in, been a weird trip. I'm, I'm from Esri. Really? Yes, I'm, oh. from the, I'm from the outer rim of Esri. You know my ex, Reva? Do you know Stunkbug? I, I don't I don't know stuff. Blue Man, have you been there? What about Hard Juan, Juan, aka Hard Juan? Uh, she <laughs> looks at Beverly and she goes, "You, uh, sorry to say this, uh, but you look kind of like a bubble boy. I was from the outer rim. I, I get that a lot. I'm actually a bad boy now. <laughs> right? Cool. <laughs> he collects teeth. I, the the chosen can help me, and I don't think there's anything that you all can do but for what me. If what if who you are is okay? What if you don't need to be helped? Give me a persuasion check. I got a 17. 17. You guys see that your words have moved her. Uh, she kind of looks down and averts your gaze. Uh, and she goes, I, I could hurt someone, okay? It's it's not that simple. Okay. All right. We want to do what we can to give you a way out. Well, we are going into the fog tomorrow morning. If you feel so inclined, if tonight turns your mind, then you can join us. There's an open invitation. We do not see you as a liability. Yeah, we're a bunch of uh, we're a bunch of screw-ups as is. So suddenly you see a torch in the distance heading towards you. Okay, we got to run into away. the woods. Oh, scatter. Yeah, I say, Luna, this is out of respect for you. Run. Yes, run. you sh- you should go. You should run away. Here, take my business card. <laughs> she takes your business card, uh, and you hear a voice. You hear, "Are you at Luna? Albrecht told me to check on you." And you hear the voice of like one of the chosen knights uh, walk towards her tent as you guys hightail it out of there. Cool. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. 
Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash Pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. And you guys presumably go back to Meemaw's place? Yeah. yeah. So you guys get back to Meemaw's stuff. Ah, we forgot to ask if the other Chosen know she's a werewolf. I assume they, they do. They do, but... yeah. If they're making her sleep in a tent, Well, I do. thought she was doing that because she was a woman and they're all sex weirdos. I think she was lying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. All right. We did what we could. It doesn't sound like she's going to hurt the crick. Hard one's already asleep. <laughs> I stay up to make some uh, crick javelins. Oh, yeah, we got some bamboo. All right, yeah, I use bamboo to make some crick javelins. Does Balnor I... have a beard? He has a mustache. Oh, okay. there you go. Cool. I've got a mustache, son. I'm going <laughs> to do a little braid in his mustache, a oh. little dwarf and braid. <laughs> Beautiful. Put some beads in there. Ah, oh, it hurts. <laughs> That's how you know it's working. I'm definitely just... This looks like one long cornrow on his... This is a good knot. That'll hold in battle. <laughs> Balnorth appeared it. Oh, it's itchy. He sneezes. <laughs> it comes under. Or he does a really loud dad sneeze. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so now I can go to sleep. Now that I braided Balnor's mustache. <laughs> you guys I'm all- gonna sleep like face down playing style because I'm so devastated by life. Today was a bad day in the life of moonshine. Not I'm gonna like my, my nose is like flattened against my face. <laughs> I check her to see if she's breathing. <laughs> I'm barely breathing. Oh, no. <laughs> Papa keeps trying to uh, get under your face. I'm going to say, Papa. He's just furiously looking at I'm a terrible leader, and Melora's abandoned me, and why shouldn't she? I ain't got shit to offer. I I guess I kind of, like, jigsaw myself in between Hard One and Balnor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mima and Mama are also there. <laughs> Everyone's just in bed together. It's the biggest bed yet. Much too small for everyone. It's like a wrestling ring. Uh, but yeah, you guys you guys wake up the next morning. All right. I'm braiding my beard into nice, tight braids. Can I get like a little ponytail, hard one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll you know what? Ponytail in your I'm going to go for some crick war knots. Yeah, I want like a oh, nice. Oh, hair hell too. yeah. Oh, oh Mima goes, oh, we can give you the old school war paint. Oh, hell yeah. Can we all get, yeah. Yeah. Can we all get painted? Yeah, yep. they, they paint you guys up. Oh, yeah, I want to do war, like... Barbarian wanna... war paint all over your face. Yeah, I want like barbarian mud, like almost like little, like almost look like a girl going to Coachella, but yes. with mud. <laughs> but like not for Instagram. Yeah, no. like not for Instagram, for vengeance. Mm-hmm. I take all my teeth and I put them on a necklace and I put it on. Dope. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to like Irish goodbye. I think my people don't want to see me. Mm. So uh, Mima, Mama take you guys and you guys head over to the west side of the creek. And when you guys get there, you see that the old folks and Cooter 
and dozens of Crick Elves are there waiting for you. Even like super sick ones uh, that are on like crutches can barely hold themselves up. Uh, and as you guys get near them, uh, you hear them clapping. Yeah! Cool. Y'all can do it! Aww. You're gonna cure Crick Rot! She's like gonna that, do it! That scene in Armageddon where they're all walking out in the astronaut uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in Armageddon. We had that on VHS. Can we also do the scene where someone plays with uh, animal crackers on someone's stomach? <laughs> That's right. That was me and Balnor. <laughs> but with oatmeal. <laughs> Is Aerosmith playing? <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. Uh, so Mima goes, now remember, youngins, don't use your elemental powers until you face Maribel. You won't stand a chance against her without it. You got okay. it. Okay. Y'all are the only hope we got, but we got a lot of faith in you. Okay. Moonshine, I want you to take this. And she hands you a little vial of green liquid. Oh, is this a ecto cooler? <laughs> Kinda. So you put that on your cloak and it'll dye it green. Just to send a little message to Maribel that even though I'm not there, I'm coming for her. Okay, you right. sure thing. I pour it all over my cloak. <laughs> it, it's all over. It instantly, magically dyes green. And then you see Mima walks over to uh, one of the old folks uh, who's got this like big wooden case. Uh, and she walks over and she opens it and she goes, and Cobb, take your dang magic gun back. And you see she uh, pulls out this uh, blunderbuss that's sparkling with arcane energy. Uh, and you see uh, old Cobb's eyes widen and Mima goes, Gave me this speech a long time ago about how he didn't need it anymore and he's retiring, said to hand it down to someone else, but now he's out here running with you youngin', so Cobb, take it back. One last cub. One last cub. Can Balnor have his old one? Ew, you want me to give my gun to Balnor? Yeah, Ben, uh, I think we don't put guns in the hands of people who haven't, uh, you know, been through training you know or passed a couple background Balnor, checks. Balnor, why don't you put this in your pack? But you can you also, take it for now, but I don't think Balnor could pass a background check considering he doesn't know what his past is. That's true. I do support strong background checks. <laughs> Balnor takes a gun. I like this. This makes me feel strong. I feel like oh, no. my penis is big now. What have I done? That is the appeal. Uh, he takes the gun and he puts it in his bag. Please know my intentions were good. <laughs> so you guys see, as you guys are talking to Mima and Cobb and everyone getting ready to go into the fog, suddenly you see Luna emerges from the trees. And she goes, I, I don't know that we're on the same side, but I know that a true follower of the light would be working to eradicate evil. And whatever's in that fog is evil. I told Brother Albrecht that I'd be tracking you all today and... If that means I have to follow you in there, so be it. I'm going to do a quick sense motive. Go ahead. To oh. make sure that she is on our side. Is that a spell you have? No, it's just... Uh, no, it's a... Oh, okay. What, what is it? Go ahead and do an insight okay. check. Smart. While you're doing that, I'm going to start braiding her hair. 21. She seems to be skeptical of you guys, but like she legitimately wants to do the right thing. So she seems like she's being either. sincere. Okay. We all have some to fight for. Cool. Uh, Bev, the knot goes like this. Oh, there. Yeah, okay. There yeah. Go. Yeah. I, I, I say, yeah, I'll go over and start knotting her hair too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my hair. You see her uh, eyes go yellow for okay. a second. All right. Whoa, right? Whoa, whoa. right? Whoa. Okay. Good. Okay. We get, see, we get familiar fast around okay. here. Maybe just a high pony then. 
A high pony would be great, okay, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as you guys prepare to enter this fog, suddenly you see a figure running towards you in the distance. Is that? I shoot it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> as it gets closer, you see that it's a crick elf with terrible crick rot. <gasps> Moonshine, you recognize this to be Melf. <gasps> and you hear all the crick elves that were uh, sending you guys off and everything are just like, Melf! Oh my God, Melf! 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 You guys see Melf runs out of the fog, collapses on the ground. Out of the fog? Out of the fog and begins convulsing. Uh, you see he has two giant, deeply infected fang marks on his chest. Oh no. Uh, you see there's this huge commotion and Meemaw goes, stand back everybody, stand back. One of his rattlers got him. She immediately begins casting healing spells on him. You can see that his crick rot is, is so advanced uh, that he can't be properly cured. You see his mouth is foaming and he's muttering to himself, my two best rattlers, my two best rattlers, my two best rattlers. Would I have a sense of if if uh, spores would actually help him? Like if he... <laughs> If he's like, is he so chill with poison that if I spored him right now, it'd be like giving Morphine. him a Gatorade? You sure as hell could give it a try. I'm sporing him. I'm sporing him left <laughs> and right. He's sporing him. He's just like, I don't know if that's helping, youngin. She's like doing <laughs> chest compressions on him uh, while he's foaming at the mouth. And you see that as Mima is trying to stabilize him, you see that he's beginning to expand. Expand? Expand his horizons, like he's thinking Ex about. Expand his business. Yeah, <laughs> you can see this the is a good thing, entrepreneurial. Right? <laughs> you can see he's the shapes of fungi forming inside his body. Uh oh, is he gonna explode? Should we get back? You see, Mima's doing her best. She's she's casting greater restoration. It's not doing shit. Oh, you see, Melf continues to expand. What are you guys doing? Uh, well, I'll grab uh, Balnor and Cobb and pull them away. You see, Mama is like starting to pull at Mima, but Mima's like, she's like, I can, I can fix him. I okay. can fix him. All right, I'm I'm helping Mama pull Mima. <laughs> okay, hee-haw. Mama I, I say, I say, Papa, y'all gotta get. I gotta help Mima. I gotta help Mama get Mom, Mima. And Beverly, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I help with the scooping. I assist the scoop. So Beverly and Moonshine run over and scoop Mima away from Melf as Hard One holds Old Cobb and Balnor back, and all of the other Crick Elves take cover as Melf explodes in a cascade of gray gunk and black spores. Oh. I cover my mouth with my handkerchief. Dear me. Oh, I wish I stocked wind wall. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me constitution saving Oh, boy. Okay, um, I'm in Bev's halo, right? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be eight for me. Eight for you. I got a uh, 20. Not natural. I rolled a 17 and 18 and a 17 for Olcob, Balnor, and Mama. Oh, so they're what all happens okay. to Moonshine? So she there's gets this. stronger. <laughs> oh, shit. Radioactive moonshine. That lucky too. <laughs> so there is this burst of gray gunk and black spores. You guys dive out of the way at the last second. Moonshine is unfortunately caught a little bit in the crossfire, and you are hit by some of these black spores. Uh, you inhale them, and you instantly feel a little bit short of breath. And Meemaw grabs you by the shoulders and, go, and she goes, Oh, Moonshine, what happened? Did it get you? No, Meemaw, I'm fine. I stick my finger down Moonshine's throat and try to get her to puke. <laughs> I puke. <laughs> Moonshine, you puke. Moonshine, you puke, and uh, there is some, like, black gunk in yeah, your throat Yeah, it's already. all out now, Meemaw. Don't you worry. <laughs> Hard one looks oh, dubiously at Moonshine. I said, I I whisper really loudly. I don't want to worry, Mima. I'm while you're doing she's that. She's got enough on her plate. I didn't tell you, but she's got crick rot. 
I'm reaching. Really? Reach- yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm reaching my handkerchief into Moonshine's face while she's saying that. <laughs> I, I grab some hand sanitizer from Beverly's uh, belt. <laughs> Take it like Panaka. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm furiously rifling through my backpack to try and find anything. <laughs> and I offer you like five different types of mints. <laughs> Right. Okay, there wasn't well, a ticking clock before. Let's go. Oh, boy. You uh, know what? Y'all, I I guess this is Melora's way of making sure I, I get the job done because I'm infected, <laughs> potentially. No, oh, boy. I'm not going to let you die. It's fine. It's good. It brings me closer to my people. I'm not afraid. Makes the decision a little more black and white, honestly. Oh, Melora. Yep. Yeah, you see Mima looks over at Melf and then over at you guys, and she goes... I don't think Melf got out on his own. I think she let him out. Yeah, that seemed like a bit of a, uh, that seemed like a terrorist attack, what just happened. A little bit. But, you know what we do with terrorists around here? Tell me. I don't know, we've never dealt with terrorism (laughs) at the creek before. It is, this is dark stuff. (laughs) Huh. So would he just, like, sleep with those snakes? We're, I'm confused. We're about to set the precedent for what we do with terrorists let's, around here. Let's be, let's not tolerate it, right? <laughs> I turn to Old Cobb and say, Old Cobb, these are dire times. You gotta keep it lighter than you've ever kept it. <laughs> I'll try. We are going in to kill the only woman I've ever loved, who <laughs> did, in fact, kill many of my people, who then just infected my surrogate daughter. I understand. You know, they always say the funniest people have the darkest past. Mm. Gotta get that gallows humor pumping through, big guy. I'll be there right with you, keeping it as light as I can, too. You can count on me for some top-tier fog goofs. <laughs> Old Cobb weeps. Bev, Bev, maybe I'll save the goofs till after I no longer have Crick Rot I'll- and an aunt who's trying to kill me. <laughs> It's like my favorite doctor, Patch Adams, Merritt Patch Adams. <laughs> Very nice. He gives you patches when you're sick. Anyway, let's get in there. I press my forehead against small moss. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, my champion. I take you with me. Uh, I, I do the cricketeer salute. <laughs> uh, all of all of the uh, sick cricks and everything uh, pretend that they know what the cricketeer salute is. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, we were in the cricketeers, I think. <laughs> cricketeers. Hoobly doobly! <laughs> the youngins all yell, Hoobly doobly! Um, I just turn to Mima and I say, Mima, I'm a cure crick rot because this, the, the crick needs you. It needs you for a lot longer. And then I give her a hug. Mm. Um, she gives she gives you a hug. I know y'all are going to cure crick rot and I know you're going to come back and we're going to have a big jambalaya when our heroes get back. Ain't that right, everybody? And everybody, uh, cheers. See, she knows how to talk to them people. All right. <laughs> coming back for right. the jambalaya. Let's, Let's go. in that jambalaya. Now, are we doing the rope idea? Or? Yeah, we already got, did you see, we all got our ropes tied around our waist. I think that we tie the ropes as if we're all a bunch of toddlers attached to each other. <laughs> I toss one into Luna. <laughs> She ties herself uh, to it. I don't know if this is going to work necessarily, but... Uh, I, I, it's okay, Luna, you need to be close to me so that you can uh, benefit from my aura. And I kind of, like, squeeze my buttocks and glow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is weird. <laughs> That's what I thought at first, too. <laughs> and he's not weird once you get to know him? He is weird, but you kind of grow to like him. <laughs> yeah. I'm singing a song about aura so I don't hear them. <laughs> oh. All right, sweet. I'm going to turn around and start marching in the fog. Cool. Yeah. You guys enter the fog, and in a blink, 
It feels like you've traveled for several hours. You're suddenly somewhere completely different. You look behind you. The Crick Elves are no longer there. You look to your sides. Your allies are no longer with you. I tug on the rope. You're no longer tied to the rope. Okay. Tug what? harder. I'll look at my overall bit. Where's Papa? Papa's in there very confused. <sighs> are we Are we three still together? You three are not still together. Oh, shit. So you guys oh. look around you, and Moonshine, you would recognize uh, the stumps of the West Crick. So you guys are still in the city, but you're on the west side now. Okay. There's a mist hanging over everything, but you're able to see pretty well in your immediate surroundings. The fog gets impossibly thick when you look to the east where you came from, and you can't see through it at all there. Uh, you can also feel the ground rumbling as if one or multiple giant beasts are moving through the city. So we'll start with Moonshine. Moonshine, you and Papa are all alone. You're there you don't see old cop, you don't see mm-hmm. Luna, you don't see either of your party members. Uh, you see black and gray mushrooms are covering what is otherwise a familiar neighborhood. You also see one stump covered in white mushrooms and another covered in blue ones. In the blue one you see a shadow move past the window. Okay. Um first thing I'm gonna do is since I have a private moment to myself, I'm just gonna weep. Because oh. I just got crick rot. Oh god. And right now no one's looking at me, so I don't have to be strong. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do like one of those coughing cries where it's like I'm throwing up tears. Oh my god. And then and then compose myself. Do we then, hear? Do we hear that? <laughs> I think she's doing it quiet enough that you wouldn't okay. quite hear her. You guys aren't close enough that you can hear. Yeah. <laughs> and then I collect myself and I say, okay. Task at hand. Papa's nuzzling against you. Oh. Sweet pea. Yeah, I know. And then I'm going to go... Okay, so I see this shadow. Who's Whose stump did this used to be? This used to be Mary Jane's stump. Okay. She uh, collected acorns. Okay. Um, <laughs> make- I'm just going to... I'm going to saunter over to Mary Jane's old... I'm going to assume... I'm going to hope for the best because, you know, I don't know what hope... Hope is stronger than fear. And so I'm going to go over and I'm going to knock on the door and be like, Mary Jane, you in there? I'm looking for some quality acorns. Fill out my acorn uh, chutney. (laughs) Hope is stronger than fear is a good uh, terrorism policy for (laughs) the crook when you get back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're going to have to institute. We are set in precedent. (laughs) Terrorist attacks. Horrifying. Uh, Moonshine, you hear from the inside a familiar voice go, Moonshad, is that you? That's Meemaw's voice. And suddenly the door opens and you see Meemaw is standing there. And she looks at you, Moonshad, and she goes, I don't know what happened. As soon as y'all went into the fog, the fog suddenly moved back and we were all in here. I don't know, I don't know how long I've been in here, but this is the only thing that's been keeping me sane. And she tries to, she hands you a uh, mushroom, like a red cat mushroom. I, I got sucked into the fog too. No, you didn't. Is this some sort of trickery? Uh, can I do like an inside check to see if this is some sort check. of trickery? Oh, thank God. I got 22. Suddenly the illusion breaks and you see this skeleton with a blue mushroom splitting its skull and it's holding a black mushroom and it lunges for you and is trying to shove it down your mouth. Uh, go ahead and do a grapple check against the skeleton. Okay. Uh. Fifteen. <laughs> Moonshine, you fucking judo throw this skeleton down 
after just my like, mom. instantly figuring out that it's not your Did mom. Did I do one of those judo throws, but then I'm like holding it down on the ground still? Sure, you can be like holding it down. Yeah. So it is a skeleton with a blue mushroom splitting out of its head. It looks like there's like a fungal network going through its skeletal frame that's like controlling it. Oh. And it is wigging out trying to grab at you. And it's yeah. got this black mushroom in its hand trying to put it in your mouth. Cool, I'm just gonna start curb stomping. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead and do go ahead and do an attack roll. Not wasting them spells on this bitch. Does a 13 hit? A 13 just hits. <laughs> yes. Uh, go ahead and do your damage. He is not a very good fighter. His trick is putting mushrooms into people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't very good at that either. No, apparently not. Six. Six damage. He is quite hurt, but still alive. I'm just going to try to spores him. He is a skeleton made of mushrooms. It's not going to work. Uh, okay. He, he takes know. a crack at you, and he misses. That's like... I just crit. Nice. Oh, <laughs> He's on death's door. Oh, you want to crit. I still only got a 10. Finish him. So you've got the skeleton pinned down. You've got like neon belly position, holding him by the throat as he's swinging up at you with his fists. Finish um, him. Okay, I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna take him, grab him, and then like swing him around my head, skeleton or uh, helicopter style, till all his bones spread around like the spores. You scatter his bones all over the stump. Okay. And then, except I save whatever one I was swinging around my head, then I snap it over my knee. Nice. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. You know what? I take I take the final bone and I hold it up to I I take like the wishbone equivalent of a human skeleton, and then I hold it up to Pawpaw, and we do like a little wishbone. And he goes <laughs> rare. <laughs> and it's just what Pawpaw needed uh, after finding out his mom has crooked. Uh, who gets to make the wish? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Roll. Yeah, who? Oh yeah. Okay. Roll. Yeah. Roll between Pawpaw and. Papa got a 17. <gasps> oh my god, it a perfect split. Splits dead even. Okay, so we make the wish at the same time. I wish that I will kill Maribel. <laughs> well, you don't want to? <laughs> oh, you want my Crick Rock on? Yeah, but I kill Maribel and then my Crick Rock's gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a symptom of the Crick Rock. We gotta go to the, we gotta end the Crick Rock. <laughs> you know? Okay, good. I'm glad we had this talk. I love you. We kiss on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut over. <laughs> we cut over to Hard One. Hard One, you regain your senses. You can assume it's the middle of the West Crick uh, because Moonshine told you all about it. You're between two stumps. Oh, didn't I give them both maps of the West? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they both have perfect maps. They know where everything is. It just says Mo. That's <laughs> uh, you're standing in like an alley between a couple stumps. Uh, you see that one of the stumps is residential, and the other one has a sign out front that reads the schoolin stump. <laughs> and you can hear inside. <laughs> you hear lots of little oh, teehees. No. Oh. You also hear from across like the walking path that people would take to get to the different stumps, you hear moaning. <laughs> okay. First, hard one uh, is also going to have a, a private cry. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that one of his only friends in the world has crick rot. So he breaks down for a minute, and then, and then I'm gonna go to the. I'm avoiding teehees at all costs. I'll go to the, I'll go to the moan. So you go to the moan. Uh, you see across the main path on the other side, you see a crick elf with terrible crick rot, 
writhing on the ground, uh, clutching his chest, and he's reaching towards you. And he goes, you gotta help me, man! Help you with what? You gotta help me! You gotta get it out of me, man! Get what out of you, You gotta get it out of me! He's clutching, ripping at his chest. (laughs) You gotta help me, man! Uh, I I know it's a fucking trap, but I gotta go over. You gotta fucking help me! Hard one, you go over and what do you do as you get close to him? I'm I mean I have my axe ready to fucking chop his head off. What are you doing with your axe, man? Show me what's show me I'm what's sick, in you. Dude, it's in my chest. My chest hurts so fucking bad, man. Let me see it. Move your you hand. You gotta cut move, it out! Move your hand. Uh, he he pulls up his shirt and you see movement under his skin. Oh, oh Jesus. Of Christ. like a big Schubert sized mushroom head oh. coming up out of his skin. Uh, I take my my throwing axe I try, and I slice <laughs> his chest just on the skin. Go ahead and do a medicine check. Yeah, how medicine. surgical can you get? Do I have medicine? Oh, wait. Doing yeah, what do I add to medicine? I add, um, okay, so that's a zero. <laughs> right. Go ahead and perform surgery on this guy. You're a doctor, right, man? Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm the best doctor around. (laughs) That's a three. (laughs) Hard one. Well, honestly, we are in the fog. You probably might be the best doctor around. That's how I meant it. Are there any doctors at the crick? I see. Like, there's a a huge thing that's moving around in his stomach, so I'll just, I'm going to slice it. I'm going to slice slice, Yeah. This dude screams Aah! a sea of black gunk bursts from this dude's chest I keep my mouth closed as well as a black capped little mushroom dude with two sickle fists he bursts out of this guy's chest and takes a swing at you I'm not gonna lie this is cute as hell okay well, okay <laughs> famous last words knock on wood I hope I didn't jinx us Hard one, please don't get crick right after I said that. I'll feel that so bad. <laughs> misses with his first sickle attack and gets a 17 on his second one. That's going to miss. That misses. Uh, but he is going to spore you. Ah, rude. With black spores. So go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, spores, our oldest ally, turned against us. And I don't have Bev's thing anymore, do you I? You don't. Uh, so that is 18. 18, you pass. You're okay. Your Great. turn. I'm going to... F- fucking kill this thing. I hate it. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, it's a little mushroom, right? Yeah. Does a 13 It hit just it? hits. Nice. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Is it wearing like little pants like Toad? 16 damage. No, he's nude and mean. Ah. Uh, 16. 16 damage. Hate cool. this guy. He's quite hurt. Nude and rude. Uh, 17 to hit. That hits. Oh, hell yeah. 18 damage. He's quite hurt, but still alive. Uh, little fucker. I'm the brave tail of how hard one just, killed a little guy. I'm gonna let him attack me again. I'm not gonna burn my action surge cool. right now. <laughs> Swings with his sickle, his sickle fists twice. Sickle fists. He gets an 18 and a 19, so he's gonna hit both times. No, uh, 18 doesn't hit. Well, 18 to, on a roll. He oh. gets plus six, so <laughs> 24. Fuck you, man. And 20. <laughs> <laughs> Nine on the first hit, six on the second hit, and then he's going to spores you. Go ahead and give me a Constitution saving throw. This is like Ridley Scott Super Mario Brothers. I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll pass that. That was like a 20-something. Perfect. You're fine. Okay. I you hate... think that actually cleared up your sinuses a bit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's nice. 15. 15. He's yep. dead. Finish him. <laughs> I grab its own little sickle fist, and I decapitate the, the top of the mushroom. <laughs> and then I... Um, 
I go over and I shut the crick elf's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> he shut his eyes. His eyes instantly open up. And black <laughs> ooze comes out of his eyeball. All right. I was trying to be poetic. <laughs> Here's what I'll do for you, buddy. And I drop kick the uh, head of the mushroom <laughs> into the mist. Here, nice. quietly. Thank you. I hated him. <laughs> me too. And I hate small things that attack me. <laughs> you hear in the distance, <laughs> coming for you guys. Maybe we should just throw like a freaking fireball into that tee gnome house. We should just set it on fire. <laughs> All right. So Beverly. It's a little arson on All right. the side. Cut to Beverly. Uh, Beverly, you regain your senses inside a residential stump. The tables here have been turned over. There's blood on the ground. Uh, there's a torn open body that looks like it's already exploded and released spores. There was clearly some fighting in here, and it's a mess. Beverly, did you do this? Did you? I look at my person? hands. <laughs> Your hands are bloody. Uh oh. What happened here? Uh, I guess I go look at the person. I don't know them, do I? You do not know them, uh, but they were clearly crick rotted. It looks like some kind of zombie. Do I like breathe in and out? Do I have crick rot? Did I like wake up with crick rot? Go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. Okay. That's going to be. Um, oh, that sound that sucked through the teeth is always yeah. like, oh mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> okay, that's a five. A five. Okay. Before we proceed, uh, I do want to say I do not cry. But I, um, I pick at the flesh near my thumbs, and I don't know why. <laughs> Bev, right now, I, I would think Beverly's a little bit of like a hypochondriac. Yes. So you are definitely a little panicked right now, and you're breathing a little heavy. You can't tell what it's from. I pull out one of those flu masks that people wear. <laughs> I will. You definitely have one of those. And it on definitely you. has a green teen insignia on it. <laughs> Custom. You pull down your green teen insignia flu mask. Okay, so I've got that. Hmm. So this person's clearly dead. What else do I see in the room? I guess with a four, probably not much. Uh, you see like an overturned table, and the whole room is just a mess. Uh, but you do see like a notebook on the ground, like a scroll, like something that, like a journal, something that somebody would write in. Oh, you know, I got to check out that. <laughs> you know, we're I'm on like, some Resident Evil shit I'm right now. I'm kind of jealous. Is there a typewriter? I, wish I read it. <laughs> this is like my favorite thing in video games. It's yeah. just reading yeah. books. <laughs> Uh, like mist. So, Bev, you find this blood-soaked journal, oh, and it says... Yes. This is Bioshock. Day three in the damn fog. Can't find a way out. Even walking back the way we came. I had crick rot before I entered the fog, but seems like it's spreading faster here. My whole damn face is scabby. All these blue mushrooms is tricky, too. Even sleeping ain't an escape. I keep telling myself the dreams ain't real, but I can't tell when I'm awake and when I'm asleep. Oh, fuck. Hold on. <laughs> I slap myself. <laughs> uh, you feel like you're awake. I slap myself again. You slap yourself again. You feel this feels all real. I pinch both my butt cheeks. <laughs> you pinch both damage. your butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> One damage from that hangnail that you have taken care of. Uh, yeah, I'm furiously picking my fingernails, too. Don't know why. Uh, so suddenly, Bev, you hear just outside the door of the stump, you hear raspy breathing. You hear. <laughs> Who is it? Balnor stumbles in. You see he's got a big infected fang Balnor! on no! his shoulder. You son of a bitch, Murph. 
<laughs> he goes, he goes, the Rattler, son. Luna's fighting the Rattler. Where? You hear in the distance. Ow, ow, ow! And Moonshine and Hard One, you guys also hear the wolf call in the distance. I'm sprinting towards oh, the wolf. Oh, yeah, sprint towards and it. And I call back. Yeah. But also since I also since I took some time, I made a crown of that skeleton bones. <laughs> so I show up wearing a crown of bones. That's pretty good. And Beverly, you're there with Balnor. You see he's not he's not like Melf. He's not on death's door or anything. You see that like Moonshine, he definitely has crick rot now, but he's just got this bite. He's just badly wounded. Is there anything I can do for him or is it it's he's got like five HP right now. Okay. He's like hurt. Alright, well I I lay on hands, I'm gonna touch hands. Uh let me give him like fifteen, I guess. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you get him back up to twenty. All right. Well, let, let's get in there. Let's let's get in the fracas. Cool. So uh, Bev and Balnor take off. You guys all rush to the sound of the wolf. You see Luna oh. is wounded but still fighting. She's in full werewolf form now with the yellow eyes, her hair and muscles bursting out of her plate armor. She's battling an enormous snake. Its scales are blackened and gray, and it's got a big black mushroom bursting through its skull. You see Luna swing her greatsword at it, then attempt to bite it with her fangs. The snake snaps down to bite at her, but she rolls out of the way. Come on, fucker, come on! My Fuck you! God, you're beautiful. Yeah, wow, no. you're like 12. Oh, hard one. We have the same taste in women. <laughs> yeah, this is we a problem. Do. Wow, you're like 12 <laughs> Egwene's at once. As you guys are about to enter the battle with the snake, you turn and see another giant infected snake monster slithering towards you from the other side. Oh, shit. Suddenly, suddenly you see Old Cobb hops up on a nearby stump and begins firing at it. The second snake turns its attention from you to Cobb and starts darting at him. Old Cobb goes, I'll pull this one west, y'all help Luna. He starts running with the snake biting at his heels as they disappear. No. Into the mist. Wait, Cobb, before they. What the fuck? Cobb, you leave that. You leave it on a chase, but bring it back here. And that's where we'll end no. our session. Oh. Cobb, what was that move? It's almost like the DM thought that was a freaking good idea. <laughs> Old Cobb has 45 speed, guys. Cobb, that's not He's, funny. I told you to keep out, it light. Can he outrun the snake? He can outrun the snake to a certain extent. Moonshine, what are the You're, snakes? Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I'm definitely casting. I get long strider once a day, so we're I'm, all getting long strider. I don't know that you. So I'd be up to. 45. I don't know that you want to fight both these snakes at the same time. Okay, maybe Cobb was yeah, made the right decision. I don't know. I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you got Cobb's best interest at heart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think you might. You think I would give a Cobb? You think I would give old Cobb an off-screen death? I didn't even give Balnor an off-screen death. <laughs> all right. Yeah, because right. he's not dead and never hey, will die. Is, you guys, this is primo short rest fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll save everybody. It clip it rest. up. <laughs> Lock it up. <laughs> All right, guys. My players are sufficiently mad at me, and that means I did a good job. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tune into the short rest as we all berate Merv for the next hour. <laughs> We're going to razz him. You motherfucker. <laughs> Everyone has great rod. I want to talk to yeah. your manager. You son of a Everyone bitch. Everyone has Greg Rod and Old Cobb's in trouble. Peek behind the screen. Murph just scrawled 
Fuck you, everybody back there. <laughs> uh, so, Murph, take us back to the elemental chaos right now. <laughs> Vacation's over. Yeah. Goodness. I want okay, my guys. ocean mommy. Head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod to listen to my players berate me uh, <laughs> on our short rest, the after show. Uh, check out me and Emily's book. Yeah. It's called Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Emergency Contact. It's a, it's a satirical relationship advice book. You get it on Amazon yeah, or I on Audible. Yeah, relationship advice right now. I don't know my marriage is so great ever since. Oh my goodness. Uh, Caldo, where can people watch Big City Green? Uh, you can check it out on iTunes or Amazon. Uh, of course, you can watch it on the Disney Channel or the Disney Now app. Uh, thank you so much for watching it. Oh, heck yeah. Of course, listen to If I Were You. Uh, what else we got to plug? Anything? Oh, you know what we need to plug is, uh, so on Patreon, David D was like, oh, you guys should do an incentive for reviews. And it reminded us that we have an incentive for once we get to 3000 reviews on iTunes, we're going to do a Donkey Kong one-off. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, so, we'll try to get a very prestigious guest for a Donkey Kong one-off. <laughs> that's a really if, nice idea. Uh, we get 3000 reviews. We're am finally... I worried? Am I worried that this isn't a good incentive? Am I worried that it's actually a discouragement? Like that is discouraging. There will yeah, be in Kong. Co- it'll be in Kong country. The banana horde will have just been stolen, and we'll go from there. <laughs> I, starting Donkey Kong I country quit one. the podcast. <laughs> I called dibs on Funky Kong, and oh, I yeah. rejoined the podcast I'm twice. I'm gonna play a lizard folk. I'm gonna play a clump. <laughs> and if we have a lot of fun, we'll just do that instead yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just become <laughs> not another Kong country. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get that cease and desist. Cool guys. Um, follow us on Twitter at. C.H. Murph is me, at Jake Hurwitz is Jake, Addie Axford is Emily, at Caldy is Caldwell, and tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD, that's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, the youth of the nation, we are, we are, youth of the nation. Hey guys, it's the end of the show, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. That's right, I'm doing it all by my damn self, because I don't need a party. I can 1v1 this damn list. I'm bringing the energy and enthusiasm. Let's go. Starting with Matthew M., the Bullywug Prince, once switched places with a Bullywug Popper to learn the other side of Bullywug life. He hated it, and now he lives in a castle. Joe N., the lover of Lucy. Joe and Lucy just got engaged IR but they also got engaged in Bohemia on the SS Stormborn overlooking the twinkling lights of Galateron and yes, Red did go through their stuff while they did. Brad D, the only pebble pot that isn't Craven, followed in his Uncle Duncan's footsteps and became a lawyer, but most of his clients don't get executed. Jay Loma, 72, aka Steelbreaker, Hard One's Gymspiration. Hard One follows Steelbreaker on Instagram and likes all of his post-workout pump picks. Andrew A, a.k.a. Feldspar Lygarden, the half-elf. He's half-elf, half-human, all-hero. Actually, sorry, also 5% gnome. Taylor Pawpaw VI, a legendary bard to whom no item isn't an instrument. Once used Galad's head as a bass drum and the hung kobold's penis as a mallet. Dylan B, a super-weak wizard who wields 12 swords, could cast a telekinesis spell to help him out, but nope, he's a proud man and he carries all his swords like two giant handfuls of groceries. 
Simon W, the bootleg of Hard One, soft loss. Only does wrist exercises, and his glutes are actually concave, but his family has dinner together every Thursday at the Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family. Danny P, Bahumi is resident artist, painted Hard One senior portrait at the Dwarfenage. It was a charcoal drawing, and Hard One is completely unrecognizable as a giant smear. Tom P, father of the realm, serenader of sleeping babies, can cast sleep on toddlers at will. Also, the elderly. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bohemia alike, makes a mini low-cal 2% pilsner specifically for halflings called Hop Bits. That's right, Hop Bits. Pedro E., bard of the mountains, played hard-won senior prom and comforted him when he was crying in the hallway after he was dumped. Don Lemon the Dwarf went down the shore with Hard One's prom date after she dumped him. Griffin SD, a.k.a. The Stranger, the silver dragonborn eldritch knight and owner of the Badger's Pint Inn and Tavern, once banned Glad Roselle for saying strike true too much during a game of darts. Beardman Dan, his beard is home to a family of awakened possums who have tastefully decorated it with a love seat, curtains, and a hearth. Scott D, an ancient warrior so fierce that he defeated every elemental titan himself and even impregnated the fire daddy with Jeremy, somehow. Aaron C, the first guy to ever try parasailing behind an airship. It was a little redundant since the ship was already flying, but it still looked dope. Hermes W, the Bat King, can summon a thousand bats to lift him off the ground whenever he wants. He can essentially fly on command bat style. T. Alex, a tailor apprentice at Renee's, who is, as of late, popularizing cropped trousers in Esri. Definitely going to open his own shop. Harley S. drives Bohemia's only mine car motorcycle and uses it exclusively to impale assholes. Parker E., the salutarian at Pawpaw's Law School. Pawpaw was valedictorian, obviously. Kyle McHugh, owner and operator of Bohemia's own McQuanald's franchise, currently offering a McQuib for a limited time. RJW, as a teen, spent summers in the Fay Wild and has had more threesomes than twosomes. Nice. Spartus fights his battles with a sparring sword because it's legit the only way to make them fair. He's that good. Adam R., the youngest, bravest crick kid who snuck back into the chosen stump and finally upper decked their toilet. He also promises to clean it up when Moonshine gets back. Brent D. Taught Alanis magic. Not wizard magic, though. Science magic. They made a volcano with baking soda and vinegar one day, and Alanis at least pretended to be super impressed. Cassandra MHP. Balnor's long-lost daughter, who he was this close to finding when he was suddenly ripped from the universe. Matt C. A.K.A. Matty Big Crits. Matthias of House Crit. True-born heir to the Crit Castle. Has never trained or practiced in his life, but is the most natural swordsman the realm has ever known. Danielle, the dastardly dame, can use sneak attack without even sneaking. She's just so damn dastardly, you just inherently trust her, and then she, whoosh, knifes you. Hugh C., a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias in Red, a barbarian warrior from the frigid north, doesn't even need a coat in the middle of winter, he can get away with a light jacket. Manny the Mundane, accidental deity who got in the way of a lich's spell to reach divinity. When you order a Diet Coke and it comes with a lemon, that's Manny watching over you. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. Second only to DJ Tanner, the oldest sister from Full House who, get this, lives in Bohemia. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, born of the sword, and nothing's fine, I'm torn. That's right, he wrote Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. 
Xavier C., a legendary vagrant who ate the leftover crust off of hard-won slider buns when they were rushed out of the Blue Mana Inn. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned Crick stump attacked, designed the tallest stump in the Crick, then realized he'd just invented a tree. Lex S., the Bullywug Whisperer, can speak to Bullywugs using a dialect known as Big Shaky Cheeks. John S., a.k.a. Schubert the Mushroom, Glad was actually resurrected and attempted to escape Galateron through Cragwater, but Schubert shanked him. James B. designed Elias's cool hat. Elias did steal it, though, so James is attempting to hunt down Hard One to repay his debt. Ryan M. once reprogrammed Juan the Automaton to be a karaoke machine for the night and brought the house down at the Blue Mana Inn with a tearful rendition of Rob Thomas's 3AM. Elena C., a high elf who shunned their people and seamlessly integrated into Crick society. If you look closely, that gap in their teeth is just a raisin. Born Esmeralda Faint Step, but now goes by Petrie Muck Gunk. Andrew M., a pterodactyl who used to sit on Red's shoulder like a pirate's parrot. Andrew M. can do tricks for crackers, speaks fluent Sylvan, and is one of the few pets in all of Bohemia to never need a harness. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the owner of a sweet boat that sounds like Gilbert Gottfried, once invited Gilbert Gottfried to ride around in his boat with him, but it ended up just being kind of repetitive. Ricky, a.k.a. Tricky Ricky of the Cricky. Hey, Ricky, you're so fine. You had to pay a fine, and that was not fine because it was $457. Andrew R., star of the gnomish prank show Teeheed. Their favorite joke is to ride their tiny car full speed downhill right into your crotch. Cannibalistic Cthulhu, a galactic entity of infinite power. Sons are born of their screams. Entire galaxies spawn from their tears. They also bring donuts to the office once a month. Michael McD., head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, defeated the Frost Queen Blizzelda and now uses her crown to make ice for old fashions. Blitzkrieg Dimitri, famous Dwarger who owns the beloved franchise Dwarger's Big Borger. They just introduced a youngin's menu that includes diet crick water, five crawdads, a packet of brown stuff, a mini timeout bag, and some apple slices. Victor T., Balnor's boy whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. Since his dad left, he's had to take over the family business, selling and manufacturing the world's first untuckable extra-large t-shirt. Henry A., a demonic rapper who goes by the stage name Chief Teeth. They got in hot water recently after dumping a huge vat of actual hot water on several of their fans. Penfield, a very lazy orange tabaxi who is the star of Hard One and Beverly's favorite comic strip. They despise Tuesdays and are always housing their master, John's Teriyaki Beef Sliders. RJS, a caricature artist at the Crick Boardwalk, will draw you getting pleasured by a bullywug whether you ask them to or not. Colin G, Shay's Towel Goblin. They have perfected the art of absorption, was married to Shay for two weeks after an especially buckwild green teen jamboree. Austin L, the Hecromancer, can't bring people back from the dead, but can summon an army of ghosts to make fun of your outfit. Lance W, the Wild Shape Wizard, can transform into anything. It turns out they were hard won the whole time. Justin I, a beachside warrior who fights with two enchanted pool noodles, has advantage on both drowning and clowning rolls. And finally, McPucks, the Codemaster, the digital hero who is tirelessly coding our website, invented the Bohemian version of Facebook, but decided that the world was better without it, and then invented Napster 2 instead. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode. I'm Brian Murphy, your Dungeon Master, and I'll be back next week with the whole crew with another episode. Head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod to listen to the short rest. Murph, out. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>